Hey, Barstool listeners, you can find every episode of this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Yo, nephew, hand me that Barstool. You know what it is, and for what it's worth, you can catch me on the best corner 21st. Prime time, shine time, always in the game, never ever on the sideline. You know what it is, and for what it's worth, you can catch me on the best corner 21st. Welcome to 21st and Prime. Jamie Dukes, my man, Rome. We have a great, exciting week, exciting shows. I can't wait to get to it. You already know, I believe, baby. Sponsored by Heineken Zero Zero. No alcohol, 69 calories. That's why I'm so lean and mean and clean and undefeated, by the way. Coach, coach, the back looks really good. I, I just got on the sideline. I don't know what else you're doing. I don't know what the game's going on, but the back really looks good. Yeah. And so, so Ron, remember I told you, see, we see the game a little different. Right. All right. So, so let's talk about the game. Congratulations, Coach 2-0. Uh, big game. Uh, you know, thoughts, sir? I'm, I'm happy. Uh, let me tell you something. Eddie George, what he's bringing to Tennessee State is phenomenal. We had a, like a luncheon the day before. Both of us had to attend, and uh, both of us spoke highly of one another in the programs. But I see a guy that's helping those young men become men, um, helping them, helping the university in all myriad of ways. He's a great dude, man. I mean, they have a great coach in – what he's dealing with right now is really what I dealt with in the spring. He's getting just getting to know these what, kids. What's he dealing with, Coach? What's all he kind of, all kind of like, like what, Coach? All kind of foolishness. It's it, it it's way away from just football. It's so many other things that he has to encounter before he even gets to the field. But he's handling it well. We had a wonderful conversation last night, um, just to go over everything that transpired this in, in the game and the production of the game, everything leading up to the game. But this, I, I, my hats off to him, man. I, I love him. I, I wish more guys step up, step up to the plate, and they get an opportunity to do what we're trying to accomplish right now. Yeah, as a fan watching, and I'm only watching as a fan, but it seems like the the first two games, if you combine the defense from the first game and then the offense from the second game, that's a tough team to beat right there. And as a yeah. fan, I'm excited. But from everything I'm hearing within the program, you're just on to the next one. No time for you to be excited. Yeah, I have no time. Let me tell you something that, that's a blessing before we go on to the next. I don't like to talk about us much. This is the first time they're checking history because I need to know historically. Offensive player of the week, we got defensive player of the week, and we have the special teams player of the week. I don't know if that has ever happened in the history of HBCU football, but that's what we're sitting on. And I, I think Shador won – Another award. Stop right there. Let, let stop. I gotta stop right there. I'm sorry. So 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 Rome, coach and I do see the game differently. Okay. Now I didn't realize until now what coach was seeing that I, I've watched Shador drop highlights, you know, highlights are highlights. I watched all of his completions the other day. So coach, if I'm wrong, tell me if I'm wrong. So here's what I heard. Now you saw a great pass throw. I heard five times, dude, turn your head around, 
turn your head around faster, turn your head, turn your head around faster. I'm ready to give you the ball. Is that fair? Uh, somewhat get to the spots. I mean, he, he uh, he's different. He's different. He, he, he is different. He is. He, and I'm not saying he's not going to throw a pick. Certainly everybody throws interceptions, but what I saw also was when scramble, I saw location. Mm-hmm. I, I saw, okay, I see safety on the other half of him. I got to put this ball right mid body somewhere in my throw delivery. That's, that's what kind of, that's why I text Dion immediately. I said, Oh my gosh. But anyway, moving on coach, uh, where you want to start? Anywhere. Cowboys, Bucks. Uh, let me tell you something. I would never Brady. I don't know why people even pick against Tom Brady. That that game on Thursday night, that's the way you start an NFL season. Like that, you, you couldn't even pick a better team than the Cowboys versus the Super Bowl champions, Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott is coming back, Zeke Elliott, Jerry Jones, just just everybody that the Dallas Cowboys come with. And it comes down to the last minute and whatever left in the game. And everyone who knows football intelligently saying stage is set tom is gonna be tom and tom was once again tom and if he hadn't assured the whole world that he is the goat and i was one reluctant to give him that because of i'm in the joe montana era but what he has consistently done is just up to annie tom brady is uh he's different man he, he is totally different. And my hat's off to Antonio Brown because we're so hurly. We, we're so in a hurry to, to castrate him and ostracize him. But he's been nothing but a pillar of good since he joined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we haven't heard a thing from him but success. It's incredible. It's incredible because Tom Brady has the fountain of youth that he's drinking out of all the time. He also has a fountain of youth that he's sharing with Antonio Brown, and he's sharing it with Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski is a renewed player who's playing as well as he did at any point that he was with the Patriots, but the Cowboys didn't have that shabby of a game themselves. There's no such thing as moral victories in football, but they proved that they can hang with this team, that Dak is all the way healthy, and that he can do everything that he was doing before the injury. That's the problem, though. Because that game, all championships should start with that guy running the ball. What you've made the Dallas Cowboys is now another passing team. If you pass the ball like that, you're not going to be able to run the ball. And so now that's why Ezekiel Elliott's impact is going to be minimized because it's not about Zeke. It's about the linemen getting their run fits. Coach knows this. The line has to get its run fits. If they're passing the ball all day, there's going to be a problem. And so to me, Dallas is going to have to figure out, and it's early, but see, but here's the problem I have with, you know, with more of the coordinator. Uh, I think, is he still calling plays or whoever, whoever's calling plays, it's too pass happy. Dallas is physical. Dallas is beat you up. And then we're going to throw and play action you. That's why that thing works so well with Emmett, you know, and I know that's a long Jamie, that's over. Well, but no, but they did it before with Elliot and when they were successful. They, they never won. See that that you're right. I love what you're saying. You're saying stuff that are really correct for a football mind. But the NFL is different. Nobody wins like that anymore. 
Back in our day, we ran first, set up the play action, passed the ball. Then that's how we won. Nobody does that anymore. No, but I'm saying Dallas has been successful in recent history with with Zeke being the catalyst and and that. Yes, the and, success. And that's, that's, I'm saying they need, I think yes. that's what they got to get back to. But that's not success. They hadn't won nothing. And everybody that's winning, they throw the ball first and they play stout deep. Dallas hadn't won nothing since the 90s. So what are we really talking about? Everybody that has won throws the football. They throw the football. Yeah. That's the new generation that we're in. Zeke. I, I there's think a, there's a balance. There's, there's it's no balance anymore. It's what works. It's whatever works. Okay. Whatever if you look works. at the last couple, if you look at the last two Super Bowl champions, neither one of them really had a bell cow running back. The last three Super Bowl cow. champions. Did somebody wrestle close to, did, they, did they rush for 175 yards in those games? When you look at all of those games, that's what you're going to see is a buck 75-ish. I don't care how you put it together. That's what you gotta see. Ain't you nobody running for a buck seventy-five, though. You mean seventy-five to a hundred? Ain't nobody running for a buck seventy-five. You, 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 the only body, only person running for a buck seventy-five is Lamar Jackson. No, 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 no. I'm talking. No, I'm talking about the, the 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 backfield situation, the rushing yard situation. Quarterback could have forty-one of them. The running game, Zeke could have one hundred and twelve. He could have one hundred and forty-five. All I'm saying is, I don't disagree that this is a passing game. But there's got to be more push up front, more physicality, or the Cowboys ain't going nowhere. I think what it comes there's down nothing. to is is how the Cowboys have allocated their resources at running back. And paying a guy $90 million who's going to get 11 carries for 33 yards is a misallocation of resources on their part. Because like we're saying, that's not how the game is played anymore. It's not a running back-centric thing. That's why if you look at the Giants who drafted Saquon Barkley second overall, you they're not sustaining success because he's not going to win games himself. And if you're drafting someone that high or paying them that much, doesn't it seem like they should be winning some games? for you well i think it's it starts with you got to have for saquon or any running back to work it's the same thing if them dudes up front ain't doing what they're supposed to do it ain't gonna work it's not gonna work and, and see so many so many factors now i'm sitting there watching the game with arizona versus tennessee right and you're sitting up there saying was, was that who they played yeah okay. yes and i'm sitting up there thinking okay now Tennessee ended really well. They're going to pick right up where they left off. They got a banger right in there. Quarterback don't have to really do much. Uh, it's going to be a wrap. Totally opposite. So now Tennessee gets down, and guess what? You would think they could throw. You added Julio, right? You, you think they could throw. Now your running back, the all-world all running back, does not get off. Pass the game does not get off. And they just kept them off balance all game long. Arizona kept them off balance all game long. So now you got to abandon the running game and just throw, 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 and it's over. Before you even get started, it's over. I just feel like the day and the time of a team making it to the Super Bowl based on a running game, that's done. I, I don't disagree with that at all. No, I, I, but 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 there's a way, there's an effective way to run. Those numbers, those numbers you're gonna see though, collectively gonna turn out watching. You know, there's there's a lot more balance, and there's always somebody who's close to 100 in the Super Bowl. Do you keep Zeke? Say it do again. You, 
Do you pay Zeke again? If, if this year continues to go like it is, do you bring Zeke back? No. You can't. But it's not, to me, it's not Zeke's fault. I'm it's, not saying – yeah. I think Zeke is one of the best, if not the yeah. best, arguably the best. It's, it's a guy in uh, Carolina that's pretty darn good. Let me get that yeah. straight, okay? This guy in Tennessee that's pretty darn good. Now, everybody else is – Minnesota's pretty good too. Oh, my bad. Florida State, Florida State, Florida State. I, I yeah. should because I know how you feel about Florida State right now, but you're right. That guy in Minnesota is pretty darn good. So Zeke still top five, but you guys, but you guys are saying if it continues like that, you do not retain Zeke. No, no. I I think y'all, that the eighteen the eighteen million dollars that you're gonna that you're gonna pay Zeke next year, you could get Tony Pollard to do almost that much production. He could probably do eighty percent of the production at about a tenth of the cost. Y'all are mean. No, no, no. That's that's the best. This is the Cowboys. Somebody has to fix it to where there's no scenario where Zeke is not getting 20 touches a game, even out of the backfield, 12 and eight something. He is the best dude with the ball in his hands. You got to get him 20 touches. I wouldn't say that. There's a 19 on the team that's pretty darn good. Okay. He don't line up in the backfield. And then do that out of the backfield. But he need to line up somewhere else, and they need to get the ball to him because he's they're hard to deal with, and one of the yeah, best runners in the game. Yeah, yeah, he's incredible. I think that when we look at the Cowboys, Coach, you said it earlier. They haven't won since the mid '90s, and since the mid '90s, the way that people in front offices think about football has changed in that it's gone to a more of an analytics approach. And I think that paying a running back $90 million is counterintuitive to analytics. And if the Cowboys want to get back to their winning ways, Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, they need to have a a little bit uh, some more computer nerds in the room there with them. Yeah. yeah. How much the analytics no. play into your into your game uh, planning? Analytics ain't, playing, no, analytics ain't playing nothing. I, I go on feelings. If I feel like uh, you you can make this kick, I'm I'm kicking it. If I feel like you can't, I ain't. That, <laughs> it goes on the floor. The guy. I know what you said about analytics, but sometimes you you got to rely. You got to be in the moment. You got to be in the moment and feel it. Speaking of being in the moment and feeling it, explain to me about what went down with Chris Weber because that's one of my favorite guys, stand up guy. I love him to like great uh, announcer, great play-by-play guy, and an overall good dude from in front of the screen, in front of the screen, everything. He's a good dude. And what went down with my dog? So here's what's happening. So, and now that the outside, so it's getting a little noisy out here. I want to be outside. So Chris Weber, all right, and this is this goes back to something you've experienced, Coach. It's the behind-the-scenes meeting where something is said behind the scenes or in close quarters. And then what somebody's willing to say publicly. So according to the stories, Chris Rebber was talking, I think at a Hall of Fame speech or something, he basically said, well, he talked to the former athletic director. And the athletic director said, hey, look, you know, I really want to apologize for the way things were handled and how the school went after you and how we disassociated ourselves with you. And so mm-hmm. that comes out. Weber talks about that publicly somewhere. So now, once confronted, now the AD – because the AD probably got a call from somebody. And so, Coach, if you could sidebar and talk about the call, who who, who could have made that call? Because, see, there's been times when you've been in the driver's seat of some situations, and then maybe a call came in that said something different. I don't know what you're talking about. Explain. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, 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 there's a call. Well, I'll say it this way. 
Dion is our guy. This is a guy we think should be here. This is a guy that's good for what we do. This is somebody. Oh, yeah. And then and then a dissenting call comes in the bill. You mean a a, a bigger booster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cutting big checks. Yeah. No, no, no. We ain't going in that direction. This is the direction we're going. Yeah, yeah that yeah, that happens. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so basically, what happened here? Break is it down for me because I, I'm, I'm a, not, I'm not lost, but I just want to, uh, just I want to hear exactly what you're saying. Parse that for me, Jamie. Well, well, well. There's two things at play here. One of them has to do with the, the, the overall point I'm making is that it's the, the 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 backstabber or the dishonest agent. In other words, somebody says some case in point. I remember, I think it was Alabama State. Uh, one of the games was on. Um, you guys lost last year, talked to the coach, and you and the coach said something, and then all of a sudden now the coach gets in front of the players, and now he got a whole different story of what he told yeah, yeah, he told Deion that. Sanders. He told that now in front of the players. It don't really have hat on the mic. I got footage of what you just said a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I believe the same thing was at play here. The AD, man, the man in the conversation with Chris Webb, because, again, I, I've met him a couple of times. Everything Deion said. He's one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. You know, just a good dude, good man. Everything you see on TV, straightforward guy. You know, you know, did amazing for the amazing blue. Um, but I believe, I believe it's true that the guy did tell him they were wrong for how they treated him. But the guy got the pressure from that call and had to back away publicly and say, "No, I didn't apologize. I didn't apologize." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to be you have to be honest about those situations. But I think that in every situation where there's some kind of impropriety, if you look at Chris Webber, where he got in trouble, if you look at Reggie Bush, where he got in trouble, anytime that someone's cheating, even if you look at the Houston Astros, there's other people who are doing it. And there's one scapegoat. And Chris Webber wound up as the scapegoat. And unfortunately, he's the face of all that. I think he deserves an apology because they're making it seem like he was the only person that did anything wrong. He can't have been the only person that did anything wrong, but he's the most famous person. So he gets the most scrutiny at the end of the day. Uh, uh, If Chris Webber said it went like this, it went like this. I've never known him not to be a straight up stand up cat, man. Uh, he, he's a player's player. Like players got love for Chris um, throughout all sports. He transcends uh, just basketball. We all got love for Chris Webb. She dub. I mean, so see Webb. So whatever he said was the gospel. So I know that was some bull jump. Coach, what on that note, Reggie Bush. So, um, well. It was against the rules, against the rule. Whatever was happening was, was happening. Okay, so I so I got that. I got that. Okay, okay, okay. It was happening. Okay. However, the system was wrong, and the courts have prevailed to show that the system is wrong. And hence, now Shador Sanders, among other athletes, now are able to create revenue off of their likeness. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't all his stuff be returned? Because here's the other thing, Rome. USC had to, according to the NCAAs, they had to, and I think it cost either 100000 or 400000 one of these two numbers. They had to pay to redact Reggie Bush from all of the annals of USC as part of their penance to the NCAA. So should, should all of that now be reinstated because the NCAA has been proven wrong? 
Coach, you, you, because uh, I have an opinion on it. I think that he never should have been in trouble. I, I think he never should have been in trouble in the first place. I think that taking someone's name out of a record book is almost petty because obviously the things he did actually happened. And what we're talking about was an off the field transgression. So taking his name out of the record books has nothing to do with what actually happened on the field. But I mean, there was money involved, and he had to be the face of the, of the program, and he had to be the one that went down, and it's really unfortunate for him. But I think almost what you're talking about sounds like uh, like with people – like marijuana is legalized in a lot of places now, so maybe the people who are in jail for marijuana oh, yeah, should be should let – Oh, yeah, they should get out. Yes, That seems like out. the same type of thing no, that no, you're saying. Now out. that the law has changed. Y'all going, y'all going too far. Y'all going too far. I'm going to tell you why y'all going too far. Okay. It is what it is. You remember that? You know that saying, it is what it is. Right. Now, with, with Mr. Bush, and I love Reggie, and I appreciate Reggie, and I, I consider Reggie a tremendous friend. Now, what they did at USC when he was there was wrong. We all know that. We agree it was wrong. Okay, having his name out of the books when he already put it down on the field ain't got nothing to do with what you said wrong, what he did on the field. What he did on the field, he did on the field. The transgressions were the transgressions. So the rule being whatever he was punished with, it is what it is. He did wrong. There's a penalty for that. But having his, his name and sponge out of the books, that ain't got nothing to do with that. He, what he did on the field, he did on the field. Now, saying, okay, since now everything has changed with the rules, we need to stop, let him out, give him the trophy and all that. Hey, we, we got to stop that. Let's stop right there. It is what it is. It well, the hospital is never – okay, but here's the thing. The hospital has never taken a trophy. There's a lot of there's, – there's several folks – in the hall of in Whatever the high school, the rules were they were. It, they made that rule up, is what I'm saying. It, okay, if they made the rule up, they're wrong. No, they didn't. They, no, they, they, they made that rule up for if, Reggie. If they made it up, they're dead wrong. But they made that everybody up. who went to jail for weed, this was the law. You broke the law. Do your time, then you get out. That's just like, okay, I got caught speed what a year ago. So when they changed the thing on the highway when I went down it, and now it says 70. And I was doing a sixty something in the fifty five. Now I want mine back. They ain't get not your money back. Right? They not gonna give me that back because they changed the third speed limit. They give me that back. That's a wrap. I had to pay that. that wait, but, no, but if it they is, hang, hang, wait, 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 what it is, so, coach? If they took your gold chain when they pulled you over, they'd have to give you your gold chain back. No, they didn't. No, they yes, wouldn't. Wrong. That was good. Wrong. That was good. It is. Wrong. No. Wrong. No. If they took your gold chain, they would have to give your gold chain back. Oh, you saying if child support is this and they change it to that, so them kids going to have to give you your money back? <laughs> oh, them kids going to have to give your money back? Did the kids spend it or did the – let's move on to another topic. See, let's go. Let's hold nothing. Let's hold nothing. Which yeah. kid got the Louis bag? That, that, see, that, that, that's the thing. It needs to be a, a child's credit card. I need to be able to track. That's that's what the country should do. The children should have a credit card so we can track what the kids get. <laughs> hey, coach. So, I was watching this whole in the room thing is fascinating to me. The in the room, who let him in? I don't know the, what you're talking about. The concept of who let him in the room because the, there's only great people that can be in oh, their room. Okay, okay, okay. That, that room, you know. So sometimes you know thoughts are just like I saw you talking about something happened during the game and you thought about Dave and Big Cat. I did. Yeah. You know, yeah, sometimes, four, you know, fourth and one, fourth and one. I was, they in my mind, fourth and one. 
<laughs> so I know I was going to hear it from them. <laughs> uh, you go punt, you know, on your side of the 50. Hey, man, I'm trying to win, dog. I ain't trying to pee, y'all. <laughs> so, so here's the biggest sports paradox. And maybe there's another, Roan. I'm going to give you your charge for Roan to figure this out. Okay. So going back to the concept of in the room, there's one player that I know of who's not in the room that every player in every sport on earth says belongs in some room, but he can't get in. Who, Dominique? Bo Jackson. That is true. How do we get Bo Jackson? Bo Jackson should be in the Hall of Fame. Somebody's Hall of Fame. He got hurt. Gail Sears went in injured. Yeah. Dwight Stevenson went. Dwight Stevenson was the best center probably ever played for four years. But but he got hurt, and it was never the same. But he got in the Hall of Fame. TD, I love TD. TD is my guy. But when you compare TD's numbers to, say, Emmett's and some other guys, so so TD's greatness. It would have to be football because baseball is not allowed. Baseball is so traditional. Forget that. Let's just put that to close that. Baseball ain't, ain't doing it. They're not allowed. So the only room Bo could probably get in is the football room. Bo Vincent Jackson was a man amongst boys in everything he endeavored to do. And he has my vote. He has my vote just based on what he did when he did what he did. You're exactly right. That's a good one. I like that. My one I, that I would have added when you first said it, Jamie, Barry Bonds, to me, uh, deserves to be. In, 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 that's ignorant. Like, Barry Bonds. Well, he's in the room. See, them guys are in the room. Barry Bonds had three, four MVPs before they even brought up the steroid mess of the accusation accusations. I love that. I, Barry Bonds, that's a good one. Barry Bonds was well, the but, but, but to me, But to me, they're in the room. See, baseball just has, in other words, there's renegades in the room. Pete Rose is in the room. Baseball can't keep Pete Rose out of that room. They have done a good job. No, no, no. They, they can keep him out of the hall. They can't keep him out of that room. True. They can't keep him out of that room. That's what we're talking about is that room. You know, there's no question. Barry, Roger Clemens, all of them in the room. But but Bo, I don't think, has a room, even though he belongs in both well, rooms. a lot of cats like that when you have conversations that you're in the room. Like Sterling Sharp is in the room. Who? Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp. Yes. He's in the hall, I think, sure. Yes. No, no, no. He's in the room, though. Yeah, but but he but 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 I still I still don't know if I that room you and Bo in is a different kind of room. They're my upper room. I ain't There's an upper room now. Okay, okay, okay. Don't get me wrong. Now that's you call where we're going. Yes. I understand where you're going. It almost seems like there's like a like super athlete room. Like it seems like there's one for just football. One for just baseball, then one for just like transcendent athletes, people who are just so good at all athletics. And I think Bo Jackson is in that room. Maybe like a Herschel Walker could be in that room. Guys who are just incredible athletes who yeah, are just following Herschel with uh, the po- po- politics. I hear he's winning. Yeah, he's Georgia. running for senator. Yeah, he's running for senator. I believe he's winning. I heard he's winning. And they yes. tried to do a whole smear campaign on him, and he's still winning. Well, he's, there's a Me Too situation that, that happens. and um, What does it mean is a Me Too situation? Well, there was there's an, uh, an alleged uh, encounter or circumstance involving. Well, I don't know. We bar stools. We just talk straight. No, no, I'm just saying that's as far as I can go. This, this, no, no. This, but there's Ron, an alleged. What, is it? Ron, what, what my bad? Ron, said, Ron, what is it? 
What is this? I don't know the situation. I, I I don't I don't know. Maybe he did something inappropriate. This is the first I'm hearing about it. Supposedly, who says that he meant that he meant that 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 Herschel did X, and they had. Herschel did what? Did they do it? Did they not do it? Did he try to get it? What what was it? I don't know exactly. That's a lie. Wrong said wrong. I'm looking for it. It's not. Luckily, it's not coming up because in the first ten news articles, it's only stuff about uh, about how honest he is and how he's has a pretty wide lead over his GOP rivals in the Georgia Senate primary. I heard he's going to actually win this thing. Dog, there's nothing Herschel Walker can't do in Georgia that he won't win. There's nothing, and that includes governor. If he wanted to run, Herschel Walker wanted to run for governor in the state of Georgia, he would win. They're probably gonna do that, but I heard they really. I'm I'm happy because they tried to really smear him. Yeah, no, they had him. They they had him pretty good. They're at him pretty good. I'm seeing something about questions about his wife's residency, but that seems more like. just records and disputes about where about where they're living in Texas and stuff like that. I haven't seen any of the Me Too stuff, so hopefully that's Jamie won't see it. He, he, it's it's got to be some some trolls. It's got to be. Yeah, well, yes, it is. It's about no. It was about an inappropriate encounter, conversation, words, something. I just don't know how far it went, but it was a male female situation. It wasn't abuse or nothing like that. Right? I, not that I know of. Okay. Not that I know of. And I, these politicians say, are devious. They'll try and set you up. You don't think that politicians will send somebody up to your hotel room or something like that? I mean, I don't know about this situation specifically. Are, your homie will send somebody up to your room. Everybody ain't no good these days. Hey, hey, man, I, your relatives will send somebody up for the right, the right check. <laughs> it's a fact. Yeah. It's a fact. Yeah. So uh, so we're, we could root for him and maybe he's in that room. I'm not sure if he, he's necessarily okay. in that room. We need to mute coaches, Mike, so that coach doesn't get in trouble for anything that is about to be said now. So, Ron, you know, Uh-oh. I'm a Are we about to talk this Florida, Florida State? State? Yeah. You know, my brother's a graduate of Florida State. My baby girl oh, is a graduate. Florida State. I'm not talking to you. Turn this mic off. Turn his mic off. Turn his mic off. We lost, Ron. We lost to Northwestern, Southern, Eastern, directly Jacksonville State University. Hey, let me tell you something. Jacksonville State University has a great program. They are the Alabama. They have a great. Somebody turn his mic off. They have a great program. So don't turn his mic off, Ron. Turn his mic off. Jacksonville State is the FCS school. They have they have a great program. Let me get that straight. Okay, do not downplay them or underestimate them. He's talking about the program that's had two or three Heisman Trophy winners, three or four national championships, the, 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 the team of the, the 80s or whatever, the, the, at least the last 30 years prior to the last decade. I mean, he's talking about and Jacksonville State. And see, here's, here's my problem. Turn his mic off. We could have had a coach. See, here, see, Ron, here's the problem. All right, that's enough of that. Hey, Cam Newton. Ron, here's the problem, Ron. Ron, here's the problem. Why is Cam Newton still talking about his starting job to Matt Jones, guys? Why? why, why? Wait, well, why? one last thing on Florida State, and it's not about what you think it is. There was a player after that Florida State-Jacksonville uh, State game. They lost the game, but a player got down on a knee, and he proposed to his girlfriend on the field while Jacksonville – he, he no. proposed – At the L? 
after a L while Jacksonville State was going crazy on the field. Is that a violation by that man? Should he have picked another time or was it just the right time for him, you think? You can't do that. means your mind ain't on this game. Your mind ain't in what we're trying to accomplish because it ain't no darn way in the world as a coach. If I'd have caught him doing that, I probably would have kicked that ring so far. It would have went through the uprights. They'd have gave us another three. Then we probably would have won. That's <laughs> Probably what I would have done, and then and then gave it to Gilly so he could spike the ring. He gave it to Gilly, and Gilly would have kept the ring, and uh, Waller would have sold it. And it came up on it, but no, it's no way I could fathom that's happening. Not not with train of thought of, of 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 what we're trying to accomplish here. I can't fathom one of my kids doing that. I I can't fathom. Because what does he go back to the to the locker room and celebrate with his teammates? Like his teammates can't and look at his teammate and say, "I did that thing, dog. You did what, dog? <laughs> I proposed. You proposed. Her? I proposed, my old lady. After a loss. <laughs> what you mean? No, you don't suppose that. That's how. Oh, oh, After a loss. After a loss. A- it's that's really an insane move by uh, by our guy, but but much happiness to him. Hopefully, he he. There's more to life Cam, than football, I guess. Cam, Cam. He says he didn't lose his starting job to Matt Jones. Like what? I don't understand. Somebody tell me about the article because I've been busy coaching my butt off. No, so no, that's but that. It's, it, you could stop it right there. The question would be is why are we? Ta- why are you talking? You know, you can't talk. So he's 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 done a series of interviews. Don't put your hand in front of your face. Jerry. I'm sorry. He's done a series of interviews where he's talking about the circumstance that happened. Well, yeah, is this when you say a series of interviews? Is this on his podcast? Is on his networks? Or what is it? Is it? I don't, I, my, I don't know, but I don't think any of it's good because here now, okay. For example, the Washington Redskins just lost uh, fifth football team. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> See, uh, the Washington team um, um, is put, maybe the football is the mascot. That's what it is. Okay. The Washington football team, um, Ron Fitzpatrick goes down. Ron Rivera asks the question Cam Newton, is that an option to you? Now, if you're Ron Rivera and you're watching the news cycle over the last week, you can't help but be watching what Cam is doing and chirping. It's not helping him that he's chirping because if nothing else, it might be bringing back some possible memories of what may have happened. It seems so, like Cam Newton is saying what he's saying for himself. It seems like he's trying to convince himself that he didn't lose the starting job and he's not necessarily auditioning for other teams or making himself seem good, like a good teammate. I could be the backup. I could come in and help someone win in multiple ways. It seems like he's trying to convince himself of a narrative that he still has it and teams might not want to deal with that. Well, I think Cam has it. I do think, I do believe that. I think he's trying, and, and I believe what you're saying also, Rome, that he's fixating in his mind and what he's really saying. I didn't lose my job. Y'all gave it to him. That's what he said. I didn't lose my starting job. You gave it to him. Yeah, He didn't take it from me. You handed it to him. And I'm still more than qualified to start and lead an NFL franchise. That's what he's saying. 
And I think well, with a lot of these rookie quarterbacks, isn't that eventually going to be the case? Isn't Andy Dalton eventually going to see the job to uh, to the quarterback for, to Justin Fields? Like, aren't yeah. isn't that what happened in Jacksonville? It's only a matter of time when a quarterback's drafted in the first round that they're going to be starting. So you might as well cut to the chase. Well, but if, but if you have the kind of abilities that Cam has demonstrated, to me, there's a distinct difference between Andy Dalton and Cam Newton and what Cam has brought to the table with him. So, so therefore, Cam believes that Cam has still got Cam in there. And so that's the reason why I believe he feels the way he feels. But to me, it's just, you know, you, you know how this thing is, man. If, if you want a gig, you know, there's, there's a certain way you got to handle that circumstance because the coaches are always concerned about the, the lawyer, the guy, you know, the guy who could – in one step, one one move, Cam can walk into that room and take over the whole team. That scares, horrifies coaches to death because his game has been so loud and his personality so strong. Well, yeah, it's a delicate I, situation. I feel like he still could play. I feel like he's still a starter, but I know what he's saying uh, in inside, and I know what is protruding out that he's saying. Look, I can still do this, man. I, y'all gave him my job. Uh, I didn't lose my job. You you gave it to him. How true is it that backup quarterbacks or quarterbacks who are expected to mentor other quarterbacks have to have a certain type of personality? And does it have to be like a type B personality? Do they have to be more subdued? Or can they be that vocal presence inside the locker room? You mean the starters or the backups? I, I don't a backup, like a backup quarterback. If Cam Newton was expected to be a backup, would people want him to change his personality or turn it down a little bit? Cam is not a backup type of guy right now. He's not built like that. Uh, his psych isn't there. He's too polarizing to be a backup right now. You you gotta you gotta really change uh, some things inside, not outwardly, rather, but inside. Um, you may have to change some things outside. I was, I was, whoa, whoa, I was going to say, Coach, don't you got to go out really? Change some things outside. Yeah, I mean. Dress that, code. You, you can't come to the game, you know, out dressing the starter and you know you ain't getting ready to play. That That's that's kind of hard as well. Like me, I, I couldn't do that. Like if I know I wasn't starting, there's no way I could come dressed to the nine because that's part of my look good, feel good, play good. But I can't look good, feel good, and I know I ain't going to play. <laughs> yeah, that, that ain't what – that ain't what this wall says behind you. It don't say look good, feel good. No, you ain't going to play good because you ain't going to get in. It don't say that. So you would have to change some things as a backup. Coach, while you're talking about look good, feel good, play good, this entire week I saw every time I was sliding through Instagram, I saw another social media post, and it was almost always about the same thing. And it was about the names on the backs of the jersey, something that has got, gotten a, a huge amount of attention and a lot of positive reinforcement of how you said that you're making it a point to have your names on – your players' names on the back of their jerseys. And honestly, I think that that deserves at least a little bit of credit. I know that you're not going to bring it up and talk about it yourself, but I'm curious as to like why that's such an important thing and how long you've noticed that that's an important thing, how long that that's been in the back of your mind. I, I'll let Jamie take it um, because I'm pretty sure he has a thought process is what, when he got to Florida State and the first time he's seen his name on the back of his jersey. 
Yeah, it, it just, it, you know, was, is, there's a pride piece of it, you know, and that's why it goes back to I'm very, like, for example, I can watch the Falcons play. I can watch any of my pro teams play all day. There's something about Florida State that I can't, it's something about Florida State, I can't watch them play. You know, and, and so and going back to the Jersey piece of it, it, it is that, you know, you know, your legacy, you know, you, you have arrived. You know, you are you are now officially, you know, as sports goes, you're officially somebody, you know. And, and so, you know, the importance of, you know, the recognition of that, you know, for me is, is just is as important. Having your name on the back of your jersey, Ron, is probably like going into the workplace and having your name on your desk. Uh, okay. Or in the corporate world and having your name on the door. It's it's that prominent to athletes. Like it, it It's like I've arrived. I'm here. I, I have ownership. This is my family name that I'm going to make famous. I worked my butt off to get here to this point with a name on the back of my jersey. And to just not have a name on the back of your jersey and you're talking about leveling the playing field and you're talking about getting the same opportunities and you don't have a name on your back of your jersey, that don't make no sense to me. Especially when I know what it's about. Like some schools are traditional. Uh, who is it? Penn, Penn State. State. Penn, Penn State. State. Yeah. Some yes. schools are the traditional Yankees. like that. Yankees. And it, it is what it is. It's traditional. But when you do it, because you too cheap to do it. That's what makes me mad. You ain't the Yankees. You ain't Penn State. You too cheap to do it. Because it costs more money to bless these kids. Okay, if that's the case, let, let, let the kids go out and get somebody to represent them. You remember back in the day when people were selling uh, uh, what, what cookies or they were selling something to earn the money to go on this trip? Well, shoot it. We need to sell, have a bake sale or something to get money to put on the back of these darn jerseys. So be it. I said I would do it. I would love to do it. But then they told me, well, if you do it, then you pay for a whole nother school. Then some of those kids want to come and play for you. Well, that's the NCAA violation. I said, well, I guess I can't do that. So I got to find somebody else to sponsor that for the kids. But to have them to see your name in the back of your jersey in college or when we got there in the pros, man, that's like, yeah, dog. I Maybe mean, Barstool could do it then. Maybe Barstool could be I part mean, of something like that. That would be phenomenal. That oh, would be yeah. Coach, something else I um... – It's a patch. I'm sorry, James. Let me digress. It's a patch. Because yeah. some of people say, well, it's the jersey, and they got to use the jersey the next year. It's a patch in the back. That's what it is. When they when that guy leaves, take the patch off, put somebody else's name on it. That's what that is. Stop being cheap. So um, – is it cheap or petty? Cheap and petty. And I want, I'm, I'm going to segue into another conversation yeah. here. Call it Chetty. Uh, <laughs> Tyrone Wheatley uh, echoed a settlement that, that, that you echoed in stating that the MEAC and the uh, what? SWAC should create a super conference. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I got to saying to myself as you started looking at it, when you started looking at the comments, it, it was – what was interesting is this is about power and the seeding of power. These conferences would rather both possibly die on the vine rather yeah. than come up with a strategy, which you're seeing the other conferences do for survival. Right. That's how it's been. And that's how it's going to be until somebody steps up and do the right thing for the kids. See, everybody's trying to do what they want to do for themselves. 
Sooner or later, the kids got to be what it's about. We got to be here for the kids. None of us have jobs, all these people that's that's inside, without the kids. So it seems to me that we want to put our best foot forward for the kids because that's what that's why we're here. I think we can should. You, can you explain how that works? Can you explain how having better competition winds up being better for, for the kids? Because I think people just haven't even connected the dots in their own minds. They just think about the revenue that more conferences will be making rather than how the competition is going to elevate everybody. Six teams. What is it, six teams in the MEAC, Jamie, or five? Something like that. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, come on. Yeah, it, it, it's about seed and power. There, there's – um, there, um. The other thing that was interesting in the conversation also, you were talking about, uh, and it was just funny just watching Common Sense, uh, the ticker. So, again, I'm trying to look like you now, so I didn't catch the game. I'm working. I'm running. So I'm trying to catch the ticker. What's the Tennessee State score? What's the Tennessee no, State? You, you, know what's bad, you know what's bad about the ticker, Ron and Jamie, is how do we play a game on your network and you still – don't put us on the ticker. See, the only time you tried to trick me last week, but I ain't crazy because my mom ain't raised no fool. The only time you put us on the ticker is we playing against another uh, FBS school getting beat down. Then you want to put us on the ticker, okay? That You want to put an HBCU school on the ticker when it's appropriate for the beatdown. But we're playing on your network, and you still can't put us on the ticker. How much is more is that? It ain't even finances. What is it, time? It's another five seconds for somebody to put them on the ticker. And we're playing you, on your network. You know what I found out that was crazy? I, I was looking up stats about the trending teams in the United States this past Saturday. Jackson State, in all of college football, was the number eight trending team, and that's including the Ohio States, the South Carolinas. Can you send that to me? Because that's more food and ammunition for me. For me. I got, that's absolutely, more. I can. I just saw something today, guys. I'm trying to find it right here. I just saw something today where it had uh, – Jackson Jackson State on the rise. It had a number fifty five. Our football budget is two point four million. The recruiting budget is fifteen thousand seven hundred dollars. Right, uh, number fifty six school was K State. Twenty two million budget. One point million recruiting budget. Fifty seven was Duke. Twenty five million uh, budget. One point three four recruiting budget. 58, I don't even know what school that is. Then 59 was Iowa State, 29.4 football budget, a million dollars recruiting budget. Is that crazy? We're ahead of those schools with a $15,000. We $15,700 recruiting budget and $2.4 million football budget overall. I believe in, I believe in miracles. Should I write? Could I just drop the mic? If I had a mic, I'd drop it right now. Well, that is, that is unbelievable. here's the other thing. Look at the recruiting. Okay. Your recruiting classes have been better than. Are you at the. Are you at the side <laughs> police station, though? No, it's just going by. I'm outside. It's beautiful down here. Are you at the police station? No, it's just going by. Oh, but, okay. no, think, but think about the recruiting class before we get up out of here because it's time to go. The recruiting classes and the ratings. Your ratings have been better 
than the Florida State games. Power fives. And, and all those other power five schools. Now, yeah. no, you didn't get Alabama. Okay, sure. But but the score where you guys have scored is just amazing that they don't see the difference. If you know, if what they, they see, they well, see. they react to people. They hopefully see. they react to, and I'll let you get the last word on that, of course. Hopefully they react better to seeing what this could mean to their programming and they're looking for more programming. True. And I and I think they would I just want us to take advantage of this. I want the TV ones, the BTs, and I want us to take advantage of this and the other networks uh, that we have. I, I just named uh, two of the larger ones and the more notable ones, it, but there's several more out there as as well as on a, a platform like Bar Stools and whatever because we could do our own thing. That's the best thing about Bar Stools at home. We could do our own thing. Exactly. And I just sent you through those numbers. It was the number 16 uh, Google trend in the entire country and of football teams. It was the number eight football program that was trending. It was Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Clemson, Florida State, South Carolina, then Jackson State. All all massive endowments of these teams and Jackson State, who's doing it out of the mud, who's who's pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. And it's awesome to watch. And, and and one of those, think about it, one of those was trending up there for the wrong reason. See right. Lot. That's going to do it for this edition for 21st Century. man. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop, though.